0: come in welcome back everybody 2a is the way the staff is being filled out going to be notre dame's downfall in the short-term future edition of the oa's irish show as always you can find the program on youtube do hit subscribe if you haven't yet i'd appreciate that very much give the video a thumbs up if you approve of the content upon its completion i appreciate that as well Twitter, search bar, always Irish, you're at JKZND4. Emails, always IrishND at gmail.com. Audio only, anywhere you want me, you can get me. And let us not forget, if you've got an opinion you feel needs to be heard and seen, give me a call at 312 988 15. All right. I need your guys' help with something i need your help here something's been bothering me all weekend and as i always say this is my little notre dame therapy session so we're going to talk this out together philosophically i'm struggling to connect with a big chunk of the fan base and i have to try and figure out why it's been bugging me all weekend so As we all know, Marcus Freeman's first Notre Dame staff has undergone way more turnover than any of us imagined it would. I think that we thought that most of what happened the initial week that Freeman was hired was going to be it. Those were the changes. And we've learned that that's clearly not the case. The D-line coach, not to be named again, went to Michigan. Lance Taylor left to be an OC. The wide receiver hire still under much debate. D-line hire still under much debate. Defensive coordinator running back positions still up for grabs. What I'm seeing is a ton of freaking out over how this staff is being built. Now, before anybody says, yeah, John, there was a lot of freaking out, mostly by you yelling about what the D-line guy did. Let's be very clear. I wasn't freaking out because we were losing that coach. I was freaking out because he was going to Michigan. I know that doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't make sense. That is my one football thing where I admit Basic fundamental logic goes out the window. John turns into a psychopath. If it involves Michigan, I'm telling you now, I'm not saying I'm going to be clear-minded when they're involved. But put that aside. That's a personal thing between me and those people. Put that one aside. Listen, I get it. I love, love How involved and engaged everybody is on our position group hires. It wasn't always like that. Well up into the 90s, you didn't know some of those guys' names, right? Like, things have changed. So I think it's awesome that all of us as a collective fan group are more involved, know more about these people, the information's more readily available for you to learn about these people, all that. All that. I think that's great. But I am seeing freak outs and concerns about what Marcus is doing. I just can't go there. And I'm the freakiest freaky outer there is. If there's anything to freak out about, I'm usually front line. Some of you guys got to relax. And that's coming from me, Mr. Anti-Relax. When I'm telling people in this fan base all weekend on social media, you gotta relax. Something's wrong. Something's gone sideways on us. When I'm the one telling people to calm down, it, 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 it's wild. It's wild. So I ask myself, why are we seeing this this much stress and freaking out about this particular? staff build out. And I have a guess. The unknown scares people. I think it's as simple. It's as simple as that. The unknown scares people. You knew Alston. You knew Taylor. You knew what they would do. You knew what you could expect from their groups. Now that they left, it's more of an unknown. I get it. I get it. To a certain extent, I feel that people had a comfort with the staff the week Marcus took over that blend of keeping some old, but with a mix of youth and new and new, I feel like that blend worked. That blend worked and people could get on board it with their emotional comfort. People could get on board with that. But as the staffs shifted further and further away from the Brian Kelly fingerprint, I'm noticing more anxiety about these hires. Here's how I'm visioning it. It's like a big balancing act, like a big pendulum, a big teeter-totter, okay? The more we're getting away from the Brian Kelly guys, the higher the risk but also the higher potential upside. And you can ramp the upside up even more if the guy's being brought on or could be considered younger guys at all. So more risk, yes, but with more upside if these guys hit. I think we've reached a point on the teeter-totter pendulum where the risks are starting to are starting to make people nervous. That's what I'm sensing right now. That the more Brian Kelly old heads, physically old, in the building a long time old, however you want to define that, in in terms of being around Notre Dame football, the more of those guys we're shedding, and the more we're wading into this unknown with the staff, Every one of those that adds up, there's more anxiety. That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling is, and I, and, and I get it. I do get it. But at the same time, there's a few things here that we all need to consider and look at big picture. All right. Here's number one thing you need to consider. The number one thing you need to consider is there is a reason Brian Kelly didn't get to his ultimate goals at Notre Dame. There are reasons for that. That's why he's not here. He saw the writing on the wall, felt like he did all he could. Okay. So there's a reason he didn't work here and get to the ultimate destination. Therefore, I am not necessarily married to any of the guys that were on the staff under Brian Kelly just because they were here. I admit I really liked the idea of Elston being that elder statesman, been around forever, Marcus can lean on type of guy. That's not available, damn. So we move on. Move on to a guy younger that maybe has more upside, maybe more energy on the recruiting trail. I don't know. There's risk in it. But at the same time, everybody needs to understand, Brian Kelly isn't here anymore because what he was doing didn't get us across the finish line. Keep that in mind when you're married to these Notre Dame guys and can't sleep tonight because they're not here anymore. Okay? keep that in mind the other thing is timing none of this was in my opinion of natural timing that affected the hiring and firing cycle for notre dame it's important it's important that timing matters the timing of all this was artificially accelerated because of brian kelly that's not Marcus's fault. He's doing the best he can right now in an unnatural hiring timing cycle. I think that's important to keep in mind as you're judging these hires. The next thing, everyone wants to grade hires before one play has happened and one recruit has been targeted by these guys everybody wants answers now that you simply cannot have i understand that's frustrating for people they want to know right now is this hire going to work out or not nobody knows yet nobody knows yet and i get that that's uncomfortable but that uncomfortable feeling should be a two-sided coin sure uncomfortable of the unknown but also you should be excited about the unknown the unknown doesn't have to be bad what if the unknown is better results than kelly so don't let the unknown be framed as always a negative the unknown can be great you just don't know it yet you just don't know it yet so you wanted marcus you meaning the tenor of the entire fan base right after kelly left there's no denying it it was all marcus 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 not Marsha, marcia Marsha. that's something different if you're from a different age marcus 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 we all wanted him why because of his personality his demeanor how he carries himself trust those values now in him and let him feel his way through this initial staff build-out process. Okay? You wanted him, you got him, now let him work and trust his work till you have evidence not to. It still blows my mind How much water people carried for Kelly when there was nothing but evidence that suggested he couldn't get over the hump ever, and people kept carrying his water and going along with it. Now, Marcus is here, and he's got to win the Super Bowl tomorrow. I don't get it. I don't get it. I can't make My stupid brain understand how some of you were so brainwashed into the Kelly Sheep Herd mentality. You went along with anything he sold you for over 10 years because he got close to winning something that matters. And and so many people went along with everything. But now Marcus is here and he's got to be perfect day one. He gets no leeway, no margin for error, no nothing. I don't get it. How can you approach this that way as a Notre Dame fan? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. Now, when I was thinking about this specific bullet point, I always think if I'm somebody watching this and I'm playing devil's advocate or... If I'm watching me and I hate John, what am I going to say to prove him wrong or trip him up in his logic? Here's what I would say to what I just said. I would say, John, you're the guy on here saying that Freeman's job is different than Kelly's and he's expected to get to this next level and all this stuff. So You're expecting him to actually achieve more than Kelly did, but you're asking us to give him a break? Like, how does that work? Here's how that works. That works when you realize, yes, Marcus Freeman is here to accomplish a different mission, stated, than Brian Kelly was. But what you need to understand is, maybe marcus sees more of the brian kelly era he needs time to undo to reach his vision than any of us realize and you have to be open to that if you're letting marcus take this over it's his it's possible he sees a lot of kelly stuff he don't like and it's gonna take some time to undo Kelly wasn't winning championships, retired. Now Marcus is here to inherit that. That's not what it is. There's a lot of work to be done. And some of it might take time for Marcus, in his mind, to undo years of some Kelly stuff that he doesn't like or wouldn't do that way or doesn't like the guys we have in this position group or whatever. Like, a lot of this, it's not a clean jumping off point from perfect. You got to understand that. Marcus's vision might be different. He isn't. He might just not take the Kelly stuff and ride with it. He might have to undo some Kelly stuff and then build some things back up his way. You got to be okay with that. That's what we signed up for. That's what we asked for. So I get it that the unknown is a little scary and risky, but the unknown could be great too. If the unknown is explored by somebody who knows what he's doing and isn't afraid to put in the extra work. See, here's the other thing I run into that's been bothering me. In some ways, you can't win right now if you're Marcus. He hires guys that he played with, likes, trusts. Then those are weak crony buddy hires, Brian Kelly buddy hires. And then if he hires a guy off the radar that's not a well-known name connected, then that becomes, well, now you're just taking a reckless flyer on a guy nobody knows you. Hope it works out. Look at how desperate we are. You can't win. You can't win. You hire guys, you know, it's a buddy you hire. You hire strangers, it comes off as desperate. So, I guess there's just no winning with this hiring cycle. Here's the other thing that's bothering me. And it kind of ties back into the, you know, let Marcus put his own fingerprint on this type deal. Here's the other one. I got a bunch of of these responses in regards to tweets i put out over last weekend saying you know i trust marcus he's doing you know to figure out the staff navigate the timing do the best he can get recruiting reevaluate where these hires are in a couple years whatever that was my view of the next couple few years and i had multiple responses on twitter saying That's BS, John. No excuses. There's no excuses for Marcus at all. I got a bunch of those tweets. Let me ask this. What exactly does that mean to you? When you say no excuses for Marcus right now, what does that mean exactly? Do realities count as excuses do unfortunate realities count as excuses what counts as an excuse for instance if the secondary gets torched by ohio state week one next year is that really on marcus freeman five to six years of insufficient and inadequate and subpar recruiting in that department his fault how is that his fault oh john marcus you know you you're that coach you gotta you gotta build these guys up coach them up develop them and all that listen you can only coach up so many guys so much to where you reach a point where you need guys with better talent that are more athletic and fast. Coach those guys up. You can only coach up guys so much. You got a three-star and you're going to coach him up. Great. Give me a five-star let me coach him up. Let's see the difference. So I struggle cognitively with this No excuses for Marcus type deal. He's because Brian Kelly accelerated the timeline of all this in an unorthodox time frame. How is it Marcus's fault that he's in this time crunch trying to build all this out? I just don't get it. We all want answers now, but the answers won't come for years, especially in regards to what's this staff like, who's good and bad on this staff. You guys let Kelly burn it all down, hire people at no business at Notre Dame multiple times, and we all sat here. Oh, well, whatever. Maybe this one will be right. Brian Van Gorder, yeah, worst defense coordinator all time. Well, maybe the next guy will be right. Like, you guys all let that happen all these years, but now Marcus has to have it all figured out right now. I don't get it. I don't get it. It makes no sense. So, when you tell me No excuses for Marcus. I agree with you, which means in five years, check back with me. That's what it means. No excuses. I got to let this guy. I, to be fair, have to give Marcus time to make this his program, not Brian Kelly's. Not a hybrid, not a partial Kelly, partial Freeman blend. No, no. Let Marcus make this program his own in his view, his vision. That takes time. It's totally totally unrealistic to go ballistic over the way he's building this staff and the timing and everything i just think it's asking a lot what what some of these people are asking for is a lot and it's like i i i just there's a disconnect here there's a disconnect and i i i just think reality somewhere in the middle but you gotta let this guy have some time to feel this out on his own if he needs to adjust with the staff he will he will but you don't know till you know so we just have to see and nobody likes that so I expect some growing pains. We're all going to have to go through Marcus, the new staff, the players, the fans, everybody. There's going to be some growing pains, but I still feel like on the other side of it, it's all going to be worth it. So for now, judge the things you can and don't judge the things you can't. You can't judge what these position groups are going to play like next year against Ohio State. What you can judge the next handful of months. How do these new guys recruit? That is something you can judge right away. That is something where there's no excuses. I got to see these guys out landed guys right away landing guys right away so if marcus needs to adjust he will but you have to give him time to make the program his before you start judging it that's all i'm saying and it seems like a lot of people are having a hard time wanting to see that But it's the reality. So, give the new staff a chance till it's proven you shouldn't. That's my advice. That's it. Good night.